Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. I'm back for another episode of the True Spirituality podcast today, and we are going to talk about uh, pets today. I never thought I would do an episode on that, um, especially since I'm not a pet person. Uh, but I do think that there's an interesting link between pets, animals and religion and spiritual beliefs generally. Um, and in episode 10, I mentioned that, you know, soulmates were not just romantic partners. They could be friends, relatives, even colleagues. I even say businesses could be soulmates. And and then I thought back and I thought, mm, actually, I haven't talked about pets and animals. So we are going to focus on pets today. This is going to take us into directions that I didn't anticipate uh, going into when I prepared the notes for today, but I think it's going to be um, a, a really interesting episode. And if you know anybody who has a pet who might be interested by it, to hear what I have to say about pets and spirituality, then please share this episode with them. Normally, you should be able to find a link to the episode in the app you're listening it with, um, and then just um, send it over or, or talk to your friends about it. I really want this podcast to reach as many people as possible. And if only um, each of you talked about this podcast to three to four people, uh, we would snowball uh, the effect this podcast has um, in our community. And I think it's important that we debunk the myths around spirituality so that people can uh, create spirituality on their terms, uh, which of course goes against um, all uh, everything that religions and cults want us to, to do because they want control and they want us to think that they think, uh, how they think, sorry. So this leads me nicely actually to a little bit of research that I've done about pets and religion. Um, uh, and around whether animals have souls. So the Bible talks about the idea of animals as things. And I want you to realize that this is actually um, a brilliant example of white male supremacy, okay? And we do need to decolonize our minds. We need to understand that these things come from, um, you know, a group of of white male um, supremacists from the fifty uh, the five hundred uh, BC um, when they you know gathered in Rome and decided that they were going to uh, be the superior superior beings and control women and children and uh, animals and they didn't even think that any of these three categories had souls right so it was all about them using. Um, people around them for their own benefit, right? I also want you to know, and we're going to go back to religions a little bit, that um, 
Science has studied um, emotions in animals for at least a hundred years. Okay, they haven't come to any sort of conclusion with regards to them, because it's very hard to study emotions, and it's a part of science. Um, you know, in the, in the psychology department, that is um, more empirical, more difficult to prove, because you can't replicate an emotion, as you can't replicate a situation. Uh, however, <clears throat> I was hoping that Candace Perth's seminal book and work would have helped scientists make progress in that area. So I want to mention her book. It's called Molecules of Emotion. You might want to read it because it actually shows that once we have emotions, and I think I might have explained in one of my podcast episodes that it starts with a thought that then creates an emotion that then creates a behavior. Once you start having emotion, there are some molecules, there are some um, some chemistry happening in, a, in your body as a consequence of that. So this should really be uh, easy to, to measure in, in an animal, to be honest. But it hasn't been done yet. As far as I know. The second um, thing I looked into was Hinduism. So we looked at um, the Bible and all the, um, you know, all the religions that stem from the Bible, because there's actually lots of different branches um, that don't seem to agree on much uh, around that. Hinduism, they do say that animals have souls, but they considered that they are below human beings in the hierarchy of karma and everything else, which is why sometimes, you know, you're told, and this is an idea that floats around in spiritual circles, that if you're, um, you get bad karma, you might reincarnate as a cow or a cat or whatever it is. So you're kind of demoted from your, pro from your position as a human. I really don't like that either. And then Buddhists um, say that animals are also below, and it's even worse than that, even though I'm not too versed in Buddhism. So if you're a Buddhist and I say something wrong, or if you're a Hindu and I, I say something wrong, please feel free to correct me. Um, I've done a bit of research, but I'm by no means an expert. So uh, Buddhists consider that uh, the animal realm is part of the evil realms. So lower level three. Okay. And that just doesn't sit well with me. I'm sorry. Um, I, why would there be a hierarchy? Why would we be superior to animals just because we think and we talk? Actually thinking and talking um, has led us to do things that animals wouldn't do, such as the destruction of the planet. And that makes us inferior to animals in a way because they are much more respectful of their environment. They do not, um, um, they do not um, hurt um, other animals out of spite. Uh, you know, um, yeah, just yeah. For me, that that doesn't sit right. Um, so we're going to talk about pets. We're going to talk about spirituality. And I want to share with you uh, first a book that I read um, called The Pet Whisperer, uh, written by Sarah Jane LeBlanc. She is a connection of mine on Facebook, and uh, she shares in her book her experience as an animal healer. And I read her book with great interest. I think it came out in 2010. And it's made me think differently about animals in general. And I was fascinated by the fact that someone 
could talk to animals telepathically. At the time, I was kind of, um, you know, exploring mediumship. I was exploring clairvoyance. I was exploring the tarot. And I was like, oh, this is just another aspect of this communication or this uh, invisible communication with other beings, other sentient beings, let's say. But I've also had a lot of first-hand experience with pets, and I'll explain to you how and why, even though I'm not a pet person. So first of all, uh, when I uh, shortly after I moved to the UK, I met a British man. We became romantically involved, and he's he was a cat man. So he had uh, three cats, um, Tom, Lily, and Willow, and and all. Uh, I'm going to talk about these cats in a minute because um, they. They changed the way I saw pets. Um, not not my gut feeling about pets. So I'm gonna just get out with it and say it right right from the start. I don't like pets because I don't like the idea that a human being would control another animal. And I feel that sadly for me, that I've witnessed so many pet owners not actually treating their pets properly, and that really upsets me. Um. But I do keep an open mind, and this is what's going to be interesting in this episode. And um, I would love to also hear your experiences. So if you want to share your experiences around pet, pet communication, all that sort of thing, uh, feel free to reach out and connect with me on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Now, be careful when you connect with me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Send me a message to say that you want to connect because you're listening to my podcast, because at the moment, I refuse Facebook connections that from people that I haven't interacted with in other groups. And the reason is, is um, that I have been spammed a lot by people who um, even pretend that they're interested in my work. And then a week or two weeks after they connect, they either invite me to their event, they invite me to their group, or they start DMing me with, with messages, with offers that I have zero interest in. I mean, like there's some people who send me messages to help me write books. I've been writing books in 1995. I was a book coach. They clearly don't know who I am and they clearly haven't done their, home, their homework. So even though I do really want to connect with my audience on this podcast, if you don't send me a DM to explain to me, um, I have listened to your podcast, I would really love to connect, then I might re uh, reject or ignore your, your connection um, request, okay? So Sarah Jane, the author of the book that I just mentioned, and it's still on sale uh, on Amazon as a as um, a Kindle book, so you'll be able to to read it. Um, she organized a competition when she was taking her work online, uh, and that was, as I said, around 2010, something like that, or 2012. Um, because up to then she had only done in-person workshops, uh, she had written a book, and she wanted to offer a self-study course, uh, an online self-study course. And I usually like to help people. So when I saw her post on Facebook asking for the name of her course, she was doing a competition for people to help her find a name because she, she found it really hard to find a name. And I wrote down whatever came to my mind, didn't think twice about it, wasn't remotely interested in her training, and moved on. And um, when her competition ended, she actually told me I'd won her course. And I was like, mm, no, I'm not interested in animals. Uh, why don't you gift it to someone else? And she said, no. That was really funny, actually, because I could have just said, well, I don't care. <laughs> 
But something made me think, actually, Angie needs to pay attention here. First of all, because I don't usually win things that much. It's changed since, okay? It's been 13 years. I manifest tons of things all the time and I think find it super fun. But back then, I thought I'd never manifest anything free. I was in the frame of mind that you have to work hard for everything, that there's no such thing as free lunches, et cetera, et cetera. And here I was being offered a free lunch about this animal uh, whispering course. Um, what made me stop as well is Tom, uh, who I mentioned earlier, and Lily. So Tom was my ex-husband's cat. He was this gorgeous, fluffy white cat with beautiful green eyes. And um, I met my second husband online. I was in London and he was in Bristol. And whenever we talked on the phone, apparently Tom would come and sit on top of the sofa to listen to my voice into the phone that my my future husband was holding in his hand uh, every single time he came to listen to my voice and and my my ex didn't understand what was happening she was like what's wrong with this cat and then what happened is the first time we met I came down to Bristol to meet him I went to his place and he said oh um Tom's not gonna want to see you he's probably gonna run away he's a very shy cat he doesn't like people he doesn't know well he was completely wrong. Not only did Tom um, come to me, he was waiting at the door before I walked into the house. Um, for the whole time I was with um, with my ex and we were having, you know, actually we were having crackers and cheese and wine and having a nice chat. His cat, Tom, was sat opposite me in the front room and wouldn't budge and he was staring at me the whole time to the point where uh, my ex said to his cat this is my girlfriend hands off and I, that was really silly but um, there was something really different about this cat and what's really interesting is that uh, a couple of years on I trained as a Reiki master so we're talking six years later and my Reiki master literally said to me Tom was your soulmate in a past life I was like I don't even think that's possible. Why are you saying this to me? But it kind of opened up my mind to the fact that, you know, our pets or pets can be soulmates. And and in in effect, I Tom might have been a pet or he might have been a human for all I care. But he was someone very significant in my life, in a past life. We haven't talked about past lives on this podcast yet, but I will get to it, I promise. I did touch upon it briefly in the big picture episode. So if you want to go back to episode nine, uh, you'll have a little bit of a, a feel for my my, um, my take on reincarnation. We will get to it, I promise. Um, so yeah, we had known each other from a past life, Tom and I. He recognized me, even though I didn't recognize him. And um, and this connection actually never stopped for as long as Tom was alive and he's now in spirit. Even in spirit, he came to, to communicate with me as well. And that was years before I trained in this animal or pet whispering course. So I suppose Tom kind of opened my mind to um, consider uh, communicating with animals and in a strange way when I reflected back ever since I was a child animals have always come to me other people's pets dogs cats uh, whatever you want to call they've always um, been happy to be around me and, and my best friend um, says the same even though she's not a pet person animals have always um, gathered around her and, and felt good in her presence so maybe there's something there I don't know
Um, so let's talk about the other cats, because it seems like that, that from there on, there was a string of cats and a string of stories that I want to share with you, just so that you open your mind to the magic around communicating with animals. So I'm going to start first with, with Willow. So we're further down the line. And um, so there's two cats that are still at my my ex-husband's property. Um, he's thinking of moving. Um, and he wants to make sure that the cats come with, with him if they want to. But the problem was um, one of his cats had been sort of adopted by a little girl in the neighborhood. And apparently it's against cat cat ethics to feed other people's cats and become friendly with other people's cats. But that's what this little girl did. So she would feed Willow all the time. And uh, my ex saw Willow less and less and less. And so on the day or a little bit of time before the move, um, we were concerned that maybe she might not come over because, um, because of what was happening. So... Um, Willow was actually, um, so my, my ex had three children from a previous marriage, uh, two twins, and one each of the cats was one of the twins' um, cats, and they had both become adults. They'd moved out of the house and left their cats behind. But one of his daughters came to visit for Christmas, and so I shared with her uh, the predicament we were in because we wanted Willow to be able to move uh, into my house if she wanted to, uh, but we didn't know... Um, we weren't sure what to do and and this particular daughter of my ex is is very good with animals she's not at all into psychic stuff or spiritual stuff but she's very good with animals um and and so i i confided in her and i said look i i don't expect you to believe me i'm doing this course i want to try it out this is an experiment how do you feel about it she said yeah fine let's do it so what i did is i used what i'd learned in that pet communication course pet whispering course to send a message to Willow to say to her, look, we're going to be at the junction of this road and that road at exactly in half an hour. If you want to move um, with us, um, be there, basically. <laughs> so, um, so I did that. And then we got in the car with my stepdaughter and drove all the way there. And believe it or not, Willow was exactly at the junction that I had described to her at exactly the time I asked her to be there. And, and so my stepdaughter got out of the car and, and approached her. And even though she hadn't seen um, her uh, owner, just put it owner, I hate that word owner for a pet. But anyway, her mum, let's call her her mum, I prefer that. She hadn't seen her in a long time. Uh, because she'd been at university and she didn't visit her dad in his other house anymore, whatever. Um, Willow immediately let her pick her up. And I can, I talked to her telepathically and say, look, we're taking you to my house now. If you're happy to come, um, uh, we're going to take you into the car. And um, my stepdaughter had some concerns because she, Willow had never really liked cars before and we were a bit in a rush so we forgot to take a pet carrier but nevertheless we had a little blanket um, I settled uh, Willow on my stepdaughter's um, lap and believe me or not Willow did not budge or meow or complain during the whole car trip back to my house she just purred and purred and purred now, this is extraordinary because um, I don't know many cats who like cars. 
Uh, and um, so that that was pretty special. And the moment she came, um, we, we came back to my house. Uh, Willow literally almost ran into the house as if she'd known this was her house all along and and was happy with it. Now, obviously, we put her in a room for three weeks to make sure she wouldn't run back to the other house. Um, as uh, cat owners would know, this is the thing. Um, and yeah, and Willow was lived happily till the end of her life. Uh, again, she's in spirit now, so um i do miss her she was a lovely cat right so that's two cat stories um i have two more cat stories i want to share with you and i hope that's not too tedious for you but i think these are stories that are worth sharing and they always inspire people when i share them especially pet owners so i want to do this for you if you're a pet owner specifically so I'm doing the course and as part of the course you have to do case studies and um, it so happens that my a very, very close friend of mine um, in Dubai had actually just taken a rescue cat into her flat. That cat was called Pompey. And uh, as I was sharing my experiences with cats and the training and how it was going and I was learning some really interesting stuff. Um, that are useful for every other part of communication uh, telepathically or to mediumship or psychic or clear audience, everything. It's all linked. There's, there's no real difference. My friend said to me, look, I have a problem with this cat. She had literally took her home um, that day. Um, she won't come out of her basket uh, of her carrier and she won't eat. So I said, look, I I'm going to give it a try. I don't know if that's going to work, but you know, what's there to lose? There's, there's no harm in trying. So I I had a picture of the cat. So I, I imagined her being in front of me and I, I started talking to her. I said, you know, um, my friend's lovely. I know you must be scared because you're rescued. But if you come out of the basket, you'll be safe. There's some food for you there, et cetera, et cetera. And my friend literally texted me five minutes later to say, I don't believe it. The cat's come out. She's eating. She looks very peaceful. Now, I can't say for sure there's a link in what I did and what happened, but I had been called in that situation where there was a crisis and the crisis was averted. So, but that the interesting part as well is this cat was in Dubai. I'm in the UK. Uh, I had never met this cat in my life and I had no direct contact with it. So um, I think that's the fascinating part. As you might have guessed, I'm passionate about promoting true spirituality in all areas of life, which is why I created the True Spirituality Summit in July 2023. Seven amazing speakers joined me to talk about true spirituality within relationships, creativity, health, money, self-love, parenting, and trauma and healing. The summit is free, so why don't you check it out on the Thinkific platform? I am the spiritual lawyer there, and the URL is https column two forward slash spiritual lawyer in one word dot thinkific dot com. And there were more stories with Pompey, but I'm going to um, save you them for for now. Um, because I don't want this episode to be too long. So cat number four. Now, this is an even more interesting story because I've told you already several times, I'm not a pet person. Um, you know, the cats uh, were in my house. I'm happy for them to be other people's um, properties because owner, property, cat, don't like this. Um, 
But then for some reason in June, and I can't tell you the exact year, it might have been might have been 2015 or 20 2015 or 2016. I'm not sure. Anyway, I suddenly start to have this obsessing thought about having a black cat. I wanted to have a black cat and I didn't know why. Um and so I go, I know my neighbor, um, you know, uh, sells cats. So I went to see her. Um, we couldn't really take uh, <clears throat> a kitten because we were just about to go on holiday. So in the end, I put it to bed and I thought, well, I don't know why I had this bizarre thought. I'm going to put it aside. Um, maybe it's not meant to be, although I don't like this sentence either. But, um, and I went on with my life. And then in the autumn... Um, the same stepdaughter who went to get Willow said, oh, I know you're looking for another cat. Um, we have some friends who are moving back to South Africa. And their cats need to be rehomed. He's black, but he's got white paws. Would you want it? And before we had a chance to say yes, her sister snatched the cat. All right, so that's another non-happening around a black cat. And then in January the following year, same stepdaughter calls to say, my neighbor has a black cat. Um, he has to be rehomed. He's a rescue cat. He doesn't get along with the older cat. And these problems can happen actually when the when the kitten, there were two males, the, the kitten gets to an age where the older cat feels threatened, whereas when they're kittens, they're not as threatened. So it was creating havoc, havoc in the, the neighbor's house. And she said, do you want to come and meet, uh, meet him? And I said, yeah, of course we would. So we just drove down. Um, we decided again that it would be just my stepdaughter and me going to see the neighbor. And here was this gorgeous black cat um, sitting on the sofa. And again, his mum said to us, oh, he's very shy. He's not going to want to be around you. Well, I sit on the sofa and literally um, the black cat um, pushes me like to be as close possible to me, uh, rubs itself against me, purrs and settles next to me. I'm like, okay. So I start having a conversation as I've been taught in my course with, with this cat. And I said, look, I really want to make sure you want to come to us and be our part of the family because the his mom had said there was three other families who were interested. And I, I, I want to make sure that animals go to houses that they want. Uh, not because I want to have that cat. Um, so I said to the cat, I need you to give me a very clear sign that you want to come with me, uh, come home with me, with my family, uh, back to where we live. Um, and we had forgotten the pet carrier at my stepdaughter's house. So um, we both get up and make make our way towards the door and literally the black cat sits in front of the door on the um, mat, um, doormat. And I think there can't be a clearer sign that he wants to come with us if he literally stands on the doormat in front of the front door uh, ready to go. So I thought, that's kind of sweet. Okay, uh, I, want, I want still you to completely confirm that you're okay coming with me. So we went out, got the pet carrier, came back. And this time, you know, we were ready to go. So I said to the black cat, okay, so if you want to go, show me another sign. And his mum was telling us that he hated pet carriers, that he hated cars, that he would never get in the pet carrier and that he was going to put up a fuss. 
Well, lo and behold, the black cat literally walked into the pet carrier without us intervening, settled in, we closed it, and he purred all the way down back home. Uh, and it was a, a one hour drive, so much longer drive than the one with Willow. And I think that 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 blew my mind, honestly. Um, it was like this this cat had chosen our family. And I'll go further than that because that black cat was actually born at the time I started having an obsession about having a black cat. So he, he then went to two different homes that weren't good for him. And there's probably a story in there. He needed to have that trauma before he came to our family. And I'm not going to go too much into the detail because I'm not sure exactly what's happening here. And I don't actually feel it's relevant for this podcast. But just, just to say, this cat knew, I believe, of course, it's only a belief and opinion, um, he he communicated with me before or at the time he he was born to say, I'm coming your way. I'm a black cat. Start thinking about me. I'm coming. I'm coming until he actually landed in our house, which is for me a mind blowing story. I believe this actually confirms that cats have souls um, and that, of course, they can be our soulmates. But I'm going to leave you to decide for yourself uh what you think okay i know though for a fact that there are lots of mediums who have communicated and who specialized in communicating with departed pets so i'm not i don't consider myself a medium but i know there's psychic mediums who specialize in that in the uk there's one called sonia fitzpatrick and a woman called jackie weaver i'm not saying their names i don't know how they work i've never had um any contact with her but i thought that would be uh, interesting for you to to know that and I'm sure wherever you are in the world if you're not in the UK you can find these kind of communicators now of course um, be always careful when you work with a psychic medium as in any professions there are people who are not as honest as as others um, but I was actually fascinated over the weekend. I was doing some research on Wikipedia on psychic mediums. So I was trying to find a good definition of psychic medium for an article that I wrote on medium. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, you might or might not know that I'm a, a writer for the Taoist online. And over the weekend, I've, I've written a, an article. Uh, I can't even remember what it was about. Let me have a quick check uh, if I can. Um what was the article about? Oh, um, I don't usually pre-plan my articles, so that's why I'm I'm a little bit flustered here. I don't remember. Give me a few seconds. Uh, so the, the definition that I found is the practice of communicating with familiar spirits or spirits of the dead. I'm not super keen on that definition, but it's the best I can. But when I was doing the research um, for that article, the article on Wikipedia about mediumship had like this litany, this list, endless list of scammers, um, almost as if they assumed that if you're a psychic medium, you're a, sca a scammer. And um there's a huge bias there. You know, I haven't seen anything as negative on any of the other articles written by uh, by Wikipedia on the topic. And I understand that there have been a lot of scammers, especially last century. 
with people who uh, were more like magicians. They weren't really psychic mediums and they wanted to put together shows and everything. But I'm sure you've seen on TV in the recent years some very, very genuine people who have come to talk about their gifts and how it works and it's become more mainstream and less um, demonized. I think the problem I have is why is uh, why are clairvoyants and psychic mediums so demonized? And of course, knowing me, I will do an episode on this to give you the tips that you need to know to keep yourself safe if you want to have a psychic uh, reading, okay? This is going to be part of this podcast. I just don't know exactly when. But what I want to share with you is that I have actually, in the years that I've done research on psychic mediums, and I have gone to dozens of them because I wanted to understand how they worked. I was fascinated by how they worked. I have never come across someone who wasn't genuine. So this is just to put a little bit of balance, a little bit of um Yeah, to, to 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 set the record straight because there's too much negativity and 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 you know if you're a psychic medium, you're a clairvoyant, people will assume you're a scammer almost from the start, which is also why a lot of people resist their own intuition. Or when something spooky happens, or when they see something before it happens. Um, and I had this conversation last summer with my cousin who said to me, she's been in business for decades. And he said the only time he didn't listen to his gut feeling about a client, he had tons of problems with the client. Now, that was genuine intuition that he received, but he could acknowledge it because he had such negative opinion about intuitive people and psychics. And, and I think that's that's a shame. OK. So I think that I'm going to I was going to talk about uh, being vegetarian, vegan in relation to pets in this episode, but I don't want it to be too long. So the last thing I want to share with you um, is that when I studied with the uh, Tarot School of New York, uh, and I really recommend them if you want to learn about the Tarot, they're wonderful people who have a breadth and depth of knowledge about the Tarot that I've never seen anywhere else. One of the sessions that we listened to um, as part of the recordings was someone who um, tuned in to a parallel life and they were actually living an animal life and they described uh, what it was like to live as an animal and it was absolutely fascinating. So I want to say to you, I don't think the old concept of karma is uh, relevant anymore. I think it's obsolete. I don't want you to look as animal as inferior to you. They're just different. They come on earth for different experiences. They bring a particular presence to this planet that um, we would be well to admire and and acknowledge and and value for what it is. They have a lot to teach us uh, on a spiritual level as well. I believe that. Um, and I certainly don't believe that incarnating as an animal is a punishment for a human or that it's something, an experience that's inferior to the human experience. So that's a bit what I wanted to say about pets and animals generally. Um, there's no scientific evidence about whether the soul exists, whether pets have a soul or pets have emotions because there's no really interest in funding it. I've said it before when we talked about prayer, there are certain things that the scientific community will never touch upon or will never be able to prove, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Just like 
because no one's been able to prove that love is a real thing uh, scientifically uh, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So um, it's good and it's important to keep an open mind. And I will say and a mind that's more open than the average scientist. I am a skeptic myself. I like to question things a lot. I don't take things for granted just because someone tells me I'm not easily manipulated into thinking uh, bizarre things, but you've heard my experiences. They were enough to move me in a different way and make me look at things in a different way. So even though I don't have a hundred percent conclusion about what happened to me and, and pets and souls, I'm certainly more leaning towards believing that pets have souls and pets can be soulmates. And I want to finish this episode with um, an interview that was done of by the Guardian on the topic of of pet um, communication, and it's an interview of a veterinar veterinarian uh, in New Jersey, in America, called Dr. Chen, and she said she has seen enough evidence to convince her that the idea should not be dismissed. So that's a bit the uh, spirit I want you to approach this with. Um, she she even mentioned that when she started vet school, acupuncture was considered voodoo. Okay. And um, and now it's become fairly mainstream uh, for vet, vet, vets to do it or to, to consider it or to recommend it. So um, we need to keep an open mind. And the answer to my own question is, yes, I believe our, uh, our pets can be soulmates. Um, and um, I would love to hear your opinion on it. I will come back next week for another episode. And in the meantime, I wish you a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the, the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I want you, before you go, if I could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast. Please also, if possible, share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them, especially if you've liked them a lot. And um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity, and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.